first day of school. Mm-hmm. Are you excited? I already did it. Well, yeah. Were you excited? I not really. How come? Because it's not like I've been doing it for the past 11 years. You're kind of used to it? Yeah. <laughs> well, it's uh, it's great to have you back at school mm-hmm. uh, in the actual uh, building, which is always nice, too. Yeah. What do you got on the show for today? Uh, bone to pick and smart as a whip. Well, you are. So let's just, why don't we just put a picture of you up on our uh, Instagram? We'll just no. put smart as a whip. No. Mine has a very equine theme to it today. It's equine. You'll find out. I'm doing dead ringer and under wraps. On stuff with a very, very equine theme to it. Mummies. Plus, we're also in the semifinals, our first semifinal match of the Word or Not a Word Tournament of Champions. Who's do- going? Well, well, we'll introduce our guests when we get ready to start the show. Do you want to add anything before we start? Rain. All right, stand by. Here we go. Welcome to Why Do We Say That? The show that answers the questions that have plagued us for centuries. Well, not really. Just the ones we've always wondered about, but we're too lazy to Google. Now, here are your hosts, Scott and Liam Kelly. Welcome to Why Do We Say That? The show that answers the questions to all the idioms that you've used in everyday life, but you've always wondered why do we say that? I go. You know, I have to go through my spiel. Your spiel is a well, let me just you finish. You just got roasted by an, a, a second grader, you poopy head. Okay, you're acting like one. That's definitely true. Welcome to Why Do We Say That? My name is Scott. This is my co-host, Liam. My son, Liam, say hello. I'm adopted. <laughs> no, you're not, unfortunately. I wish I was. Don't you? Yeah, that's nice. Uh, Liam, you get to go first. What are we covering? Smart as a whip. Smart as a whip. Okay, why are we smart as a whip? Um, okay. Well, the expression comes in several flavors, all with roughly the same meaning and origin. So, what, you know, flavors? Yeah. Like, you know, smart as a whip, uh, sharp as a whip, quick as a whip. Um, hmm. you know, uh, but there's various etymology sites track the expression back to the early 1800s, suggesting that the meaning given above, uh, there was slash is evidently a Western expression. Smart as a whip and saddle fancy, which express saddle fancy. Does it explain what saddle fancy is? It's the same thing. Same thing. Okay. Which I think is a wonderful piscare. Uh, Yeah, I don't know what 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 word is that. I don't know piscare. Um, Maybe it's French. the The fact of the matter is, is that in the er as the early seventeenth century would uh, the word smart meant both strong. Uh, meant both to be strong, quick, and intense in manner, and it is to be painful. So while a whip might be cause pain and smart, someone would be considered strong, quick, and intense. Uh, the manner is the same way of a whip is str- it, and it's strong and quick. So uh, you a, a whip is strong and quick, and that's what smart meant. So they're like, oh well, you're smart as a whip because you're strong and smart. Okay, so a whip was strong. And had a lot of force to it. Yep. So if you felt like somebody was an intelligent person, you wanted to compare them to something. So yeah, quick-witted would be another kind of description, I guess. Yep. A very quick and concise, but yet very informative cocktail 
conversation material. Yeah. Why don't I do Dead Ringer Go as part on. of my equine theme? Go for it. You know, you don't know what equine means, do you? Equine is another name for like a horse. Oh, equestrian. Yeah. So what is the meaning of the phrase a dead ringer? I don't know. Well, you've never heard said, somebody say he's a dead ringer for his dad or she, he's, she's a dead ringer for her mom? I have not. Well, it means exact duplicate. Oh, okay. And it actually originates with horses. Oh. We use phrases all the time about, without really giving uh, their meaning a great deal of thought, of course. That's why we're, this show is based on it. Uh, let's uh, first dispense with the nonsensical idea that it's sometimes put forward as the origin of this phrase, dead ringer, that it refers to people who were prematurely buried and who pulled on bell ropes that were attached to their coffins in order to attract attention, like we talked about on a few episodes ago, yep. Saved by the Bell. Yeah. In fact, there is no connection between Saved by the Bell uh, and a dead ringer, and neither of them have anything to do with coffins. Oh. So what is the origin of dead ringer? Let's answer it in two parts. Why dead and why ringer? A ringer is a horse that is substituted for another similar in appearance in order to defraud bookies. Oh. The word originated in the U.S. horse racing fraternity at the end of the 19th century. The word is defined for us in a copy of the Manitoba Free Press, Manitoba, Canada. Whoop, whoop. A horse that is taken through the country and trotted under a false name and pedigree is called a ringer. Oh, so a horse that's been substituted to identity win, theft. Win, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. It has been since adopted into language to mean any very close duplicate as a verb ring has a long, uh, has long been used to mean exchange or substitute in a variety of situations. Most of them illegal <laughs> Oh, from the same period as the term ring casters, meaning to surreptitiously exchange hats. Okay. Here. Ring casters. Okay, so people who exchange hats. Casters or casters were um, were hats made from beaver fur. And from the 20th century, we have the Australian phrase, ring in the gray or knob, meaning to substitute a double-sided penny for a genuine one. Coming more up to date, we have car ringing, which is the replacing of the identification numbers on a stolen car with those from a genuine and usually scrapped vehicle. Ah. So that's ringer. What about dead? Dead, in the sense of lifeless, is so commonly used that we tend to ignore its other meanings. The meanings that are relevant here is um, exact or precise. This is demonstrated in many phrases, dead shot, dead center, dead heat, etc. So dead ringer is literally the same as exact duplicate. It first came into use soon after the word ringer itself. Uh, in the United States at the end of the 19th century. The earliest reference that I was able to find is the exact duplicate, um, and the meaning of exact duplicate form is from the Oshkosh Weekly Times. Do you know where Oshkosh is? Oshkosh, oh my gosh. It's, I think, in Wisconsin. Oh. In June of 1888, in a court report of a man charged with being very drunk. That uh. R is markable semblance bichu said Hart, looking critically at the picture. That's a dead ringer for me. I never done see such a semblance. Hmm. Dead ringer. That's interesting. Let's take a quick break, and when we get back from the break, we're going to cover two more. What's the other one that you're going to do? A bone to pick. A bone to pick, and I'm going to do under wraps, which will continue my equine theme for today's episode. Oh, 
Mummifying Horses. We're also going to have our two contestants for the semifinal match of our Word or Not a Word Tournament of Champions. Are you ready for it? I'm very ready. We'll be right back. Guests of the show stay at the fabulous and historic Inn on the Park Hotel, right in the heart of Midtown Toronto. The hosts keep forgetting we're a car dealership now, but we're sure we can squeeze you in somewhere. Welcome back to the show. We've got two more topics to cover. Two more idioms. Mine, part of my equine theme for today's episode. So everybody well, see the bad. horses. Too bad I'm starting first. Well, but then also... We are deeply engaged in the semifinals. Our first two semifinalists in the word or not a word. Origin of a bone to pick. Tournament of champions. Origin of a bone to pick. Bone to pick has several meanings. One of these repeatedly, 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 repeatedly pull at something that is the sense the world has in this idiom. Most sources state that this expression comes from a dog trying to pick off the meat all off a bone, and one connotation of this idiom is trying to solve a difficult, time-consuming problem. This is likely related to the fact that dogs often gnaw on the bone for very large periods of time. Boy, do we know that. Yeah, Yeah, we've got two of them that are doing that every single day. Mm -hmm. Even when most of the meat is gone, this type of usage dates back to the the, the 1500s. The other more common connotation is is to try to settle a dispute with someone. This usage only goes back to the 1800s. It may have developed from the earlier usage. Alternatively, it might have come from the idea of two dogs fighting over a bone. The most common collocation is to have a bone to pick with someone. A bone to pick with someone. Yeah. Yeah. Just to be able to say, you know, I got, I got a problem with something that you said you did or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. A lot of times if you're angry with them, you just give them one of these. Yep. You just say, you say, because um, you hope that you're right when yep. you got a bone to pick with somebody. Yeah. One more. Part of my equine. Did I mention I'm doing a bit of an equine theme this episode? Repeatedly. It makes me want to shoot myself. No, don't say that. This is the meaning of the expression under wraps. Do you know what under wraps means? No. So when you want to keep something a secret, oh, you keep yes. it under wraps or you keep it under your hat? Yeah. Uh, a thing is under wraps if it's, if it's concealed from public view with only a few insiders being aware of it. So it could be a secret, it could be a statue, could be a brand new car, something like that. But what is the origin of the phrase under wraps? The commonplace literal meaning of something that is under wraps is that it is wrapped up, like literally wrapped up, so like a Christmas present. There might seem little else to say about this expression, which might be thought not even to qualify as an idiomatic phrase. The meaning of under wraps is similar to that of under your hat. However, the derivation of the two is very different. In fact, under wraps doesn't refer to concealment by wrapping. It's a horse racing practice where a jockey slows down a horse by wrapping the reins around the hands either to avoid tiring the horse or in order to conceal its true racing ability. Hmm, very fancy. The expression is something in common with another horse racing term in that it is widely misunderstood but also relates to trickery, the previous one that I did, Dead Mm -hmm. Ringer. 
Wow. The expression under wraps was explained by G. Clark Cummings in the December 1956 issue of American Speech. Fancy. Jockey te- <laughs> It is very. It's fancy. Schmancy. Schmancy. Jockey Ted Atkinson wrote uh, the following. The phrase breezed under wraps simply means breezed, exercised under more than ordinary restraint. Double wraps is also used. So it's kind of like they're concealing the skill of the horse by wrapping the reins and pulling in the horse. Yeah. Pulling the reins in. The blood horse. Hmm? I lost the reins down in Africa. That's R-A-I-N-S, not R-E-I-N-S. Nope. The blood horse which is a weekly magazine devoted to the turf because horses run on turf sometimes Mm -hmm. in its issue of March 11th, 1955 stated that the term under wraps was generally used in a literal sense to indicate that the rider had wrapped his reins around his hands in order to obtain sufficient purchase of the leader to restrain the horse from full speed. Oh, in the Chicago Tribune in May of 1893 contains an early use of under wraps in print, which relates to a story of a horse being held back under wraps in a race until the right moment. Those who played or bet on the brown colt on Keene's own statement that he was the fastest and quickest to move uh, had he ever trained, uh, but he got nervous. But they had no reason to fear. Terrell had the colt under wraps and the horses swung into the stretch with despot in front. He cut loose. So he cut him loose the minute he was ready to go. Yeah. Of course, it is possible that this horse racing usage of under wraps derived independently from the literal concealed under wrapping meaning, but that seems unlikely. Mm-hmm. Are you ready? That's it. I'm done for. Under wraps. I, I, th- I hope you enjoyed my equine themed idioms in this episode. Can you please get a gunshot sound? I, I don't have one. <sighs> oh. Why? I thought it was fun. I thought it was fun doing an equine theme. What theme could you put to yours? I'm a ghost now. Uh, smart as a whip and a bone to pick. Can you talk? You never, you never really Murder. tied them together. Murder. No. I don't think so. Yes. It is now time. Are you ready? It is now time for the first semifinal match of the world famous game show. Word or not a word. Tournament of champions. Why did nobody tell me I say murder weird murder murder? Okay. If you could not say that a lot or in front of other people, that would be awesome. Murder. We are going to jump right now into word or not a word. We'll be right back. Welcome to the Tournament of Champions. It's the playoffs. Good luck, contestants. Welcome to the first semifinal match in the Word or Not a Word Tournament of Champions. Ladies and gentlemen, this is where the excitement begins. Liam, are you ready? Oh, I was just waiting for you to swear. Okay, fine. And we've got our two semifinalists. In the house is one, Joanna, welcome to the semifinals of the Word or Not a Word Tournament of Champions. And we have Christina on the line who is ready to battle. Christina, are you ready? She's ready to go down. Yeah, maybe. Maybe not. All right. Everybody knows how the game works. If you're wrong, you get that. If you're correct, 
you get this. And if you act like Dorian, you get this. All right. Here we go. Christina, are you ready? I'm ready. Joanna, are you ready? So ready. All right. Here we go. We had a coin toss before we uh, started recording, and Joanna, you won the coin toss. What coin toss? Joanna, here is your first word. Is this a word or not a word? Escalinguian. Is that a word or not a word? Not a word. Very good, Joanna. That is correct. Christina, are you ready for your first word and to tie the match? Christina, you need to tell me if this is a word or not a word. Helospinion. Is that a word or not a word? Word. You suck, Dorian. Don't touch my board. Thank you. All right. So, here we go with our second word. Joanna, is this a word or not a word? Concupiscent. Is that a word or not a word? Word. That is incorrect. Concupiscent is not a word. It is a word made up by Liam. Christina. Good job, Liam. This is your turn. Okay. This is your opportunity to tie the match as the tension grows in Studio 3A North. Christina, you need to tell me if this is a word or not a word. The word is unsuffract. Can you repeat, please? Unsuffract. Not a word. I'm sorry, Christina, but it is actually a word. I knew that one. I did not. Of course you did, Joanna. As the tension rises and the excitement grows in Studio 3A North, we are going to go to the spelling round. Joanna, spell the word flangelous. Flangelous. P-H-L-A-N-G-E-L-O-U-S. I am sorry, but that is incorrect. Flangelus starts with an F. That's rude. With a score, one nothing. Christina, again, here is your opportunity to tie the match as a dog is barking somewhere. I thought that was yes. We have new guests arriving with dogs. Okay, Christina, spell the yes. word invoriate. Invoriate? Invoriate. Invoriate. I-N-V-O-R-I-A-T. Very good, Christina. Very, very good. I got a trick word. The score is now tied as the tension continues to mount in Studio 3A North. Joanna, it is your turn to tell me if this is a word or not a word. The word is querulous. Word. Very good, Joanna. Very, very good. It is now two points for Joanna and one point for Christina. Christina, again, to tie the match, to have the excitement even higher than it already is. Uh, is this a word or not a word, Christina? The word is distract. Distract? The, the strat. The strat. Not a word. 
Not a word. We are tied again, ladies and gentlemen. We are tied with our last word of the round. And here we go. Joanna, is this a word or not a word? Sexaliciously. Not a word. I got all Joanna's correct. This is not fair. With the score three for Joanna and two for Christina, this is to tie it, Christina, and send it to sudden death overtime. You need to tell me if this is a word or not a word. The word is proficuous. Is that a word or not a word? Proficuous? Yes. Word. Yes! We are tied, ladies and gentlemen. We are going to sudden death overtime as the excitement is at the highest it's ever been since we started the Word or Not a Word Tournament of Champions. And I still didn't prepare any other words for this, but here we go. Give me one second. Okay. Christina. No, it's my turn. Joanna's You want to let me direct my own show? It's fine. Okay. Christ- Christina, yes. if Joanna gets this, you will have to get your word correct in order to continue on in sudden death overtime. Joanna. I'm ready. Is this a word or not a word? Scatavant. The word is scatavant. Word. I am so sorry, Joanna. Scatavant is a word made up by Liam. Christina, for the win, I need you to tell me if this is a word or not a word. The word is rotivator. Is that a word or not a word? Rotivator? Rotivator. Is that a word or not a word? It is a word. Damn it! Christina. Six! Christina, congratulations. Bullshit! Thank you very much, Christina. Joanna. Sorry for your loss. This is going to be awful. You are never going to hear the end of this, are you? (laughs) She's going to be a goddamn nightmare. You are moving on in the tournament of champions. Congratulations. Thank you, you, thank you, thank you. I don't think you're that excited about it, though. No, not really. (laughs) Christina. Mimosa. <laughs> uh, we'll let you get back to your mimosas and we will see you soon in the remaining parts of the tournament of champions. Okay. Thanks, guys. Bye. We'll take Bye bye. Joanna, thank you so much for being on the show. You've got some lovely parting gifts, including a bag of Uncle Desi's cookies, which will arrive in the mail in 12 to 16 weeks. That sounds gross. It, well, that's what you get. It's rude. Thank you for participating. We really appreciate it. Um, but we'll let you go off to your excursion this afternoon. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. All right. Thank you. We'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by Uncle Desi's Cookies. Mm-mm-mm. I sure do love Uncle Desi's Cookies. Oops, all gone. Sorry, folks. We're sold out. That could have possibly been the most 
exciting episode of Word or Not a Word, Tournament of Champions that we've had so far. I don't remember. It was nail-biting. There was excitement. There was anxiety. There was tension that was growing in Studio 3A North. Stop it. Are you ready for the Neil deGrasse Tyson future watch? It's been a long time. How long? A long time since we I don't know. A long time since we might send him the email that hasn't yet arrived because it's... Uh, but we, you know, we really should send him an email because he's a pretty decent guy. Maybe he actually will come on to the next season of whatever show we're going to do. Boycott Mario Lopez. <laughs> no, we love Mario Lopez and everything he does. Everything. Even Saved by the Bell. That's it for today's episode. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram because, frankly, it's the only thing we've got. We don't have Facebook, Twitter, nothing. We are just too darn busy. But we love doing this show for you. Liam, thank you so much for joining me today. And we will see you next week. We're out for now. Thanks for listening. We hoped you learned something today. Tell your friends about us and follow us on Instagram at Why Do We Say That for more great answers to life's mysteries. Again, sorry, not really. Just some fun stuff. Have a wonderful day, everyone.